Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. No, baby, that's for somebody else. We're just going to keep you right where you're at right now. The Wrestling Realm presents Break It Down with Brian H. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this episode of Break It Down with Brian H. I'm your host, Brian H. Waters. This show brought to you by The Wrestling Realm. Make sure you click below to subscribe to the channel. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast, Apple, Google, you name it. We are there. Of course, Spotify. Shout out to my cousin, Mike, a.k.a. Hypno Beats for the Beat. Just turned 21 this past Saturday, so I definitely got to give a shout out to him as I wouldn't have such a cool intro music if it wasn't for him. So, ladies and gentlemen, Seth Rollins. Before we get into that, let's go to the top rope. Going up to the top rope. It's time for this week's top rope segment of the week. professional wrestling universe with wrestling twitter we saw him post a tweet about the wwe having the best wrestling in the world and of course with the product being under so much scrutiny since wrestlemania nobody believes him i do but you know people call me a wwe mark you know people said like oh he's crazy and everything And Rollins, he went on the Sports Illustrated podcast, and he let it be known that he's tired of it. He's tired of hearing all this criticisms. Um, He's tired of sitting back, I should say, while everybody gets on the little keyboards, gets to type and saying all the bad things about the WWE. He says he's the guy. He's the WWE champion, the universal champion. He says he's the face of the company, and he's going to defend the company. And that's simply what he did. Um... We saw him and Will Ospreay uh, get into an exchange of words. Will Ospreay made it known. He wrestled more matches than Seth Rollins did in 2019. Catch up, little guy. Rollins said, I mean, if we want to talk bank accounts, he said, if we want to talk numbers, we can carry, compare bank accounts. Everybody knows the WWE. That money there is different than anywhere else. We all know that. Um, you know, and then... Long-time professional wrestling journalist, if that's what you want to call him, Wade Keller chimed in, said this isn't a good tone if all at all if he wants to get people who love good wrestling regardless of brand to feel good towards WWE strength as a vocal leader. Buddy, little guy, disappointing, whatever. Seth Rollins said, I don't care about goodwill, Wade. I care about respect. And if some kid who thinks he's got it all figured out wants to step to me, then he's going to be patted on the head and sent his way, and so will you. So, then somebody else chimed in. Seth needs, 
you know, I love you, but you need to dial it down a notch. And this is where he said, like, admit that he had it. He said, no, nah, dog, let me dial it up. I sat back and watched idiots who have, with no clue, talk poorly about the place I dedicate my life to. Every hour of every day, the level I perform at on constant is untouchable. It's time to let them know. So Rollins is tired of it. He's tired of hearing everybody talk bad about a company that he's invested so much time into. And, um, you know, I've, I've been critical, but, you know, I've said now here lately, he's won me over. I really wasn't feeling him as a face always because I guess I like the heel Seth Rollins, the architect. Um, but I like this guy, you know. And this is what a champion does represents the company, you know. He talked about John Cena. And then, on the Sports Illustrated podcast, you know, he talked about John Cena, how he watched Cena sacrifice so much and put so much time and effort. He said even recently, when they were in San Diego, he drove up from L.A. just to be backstage. But of course, they asked him about Dean Ambrose, a.k.a. or now known as John Moxley. And Rollins talked about it. A lot of people don't like what he said. You know, they think they, they took the quote because that's what people do. I'm a media person. You take that sound bite and he said, uh, you know, the headline, Seth Rollins says Dean Ambrose took his ball and went home. Now, when you really listen to it, he's basically saying that, and you know, he, he said it's no, if and no ways around it because those are the words. But what he was really um, in full context, one of the things he said was, that Moxley had opportunities, and he admitted that he had opportunities, but did he really maximize everything that he was given? And that's what you got to ask yourself. Did you really maximize everything that you was given? He said they're looking at it from two different perspectives. Yeah, they're good friends, they're good close friends, but he says kind of, it's not nice to basically, basically say, it's not nice to go out there and talk bad about a company that's given you so much. You met your wife, Grand Slam champion, you're in the history books. Uh, like so many other wrestlers didn't do that. And we've said it here. Shout out to the real Dwayne Allen. He said it. Shout out to my boy, as they call him Hot Take Will Mahoney from the Big Gold Belt Podcast. He said it. Moxley had many opportunities. So that's where Rollins is coming from. And, you know, we also saw some other things on Twitter this past week. We saw... Um, we saw Mike Bennett talk about the 205 Live GM, Jerk Maverick, on Raw and says, um, you know, that's what, you know, it's going back and forth. He said, you know, we got the best wrestling in on 205 Live, but he's over there. So I thought that was interesting. One of the things that I started wondering, can you imagine if WWE and WCW had Twitter at its peak? I'm talking 97, 98. Can you imagine the words that would have been exchanged between, let's say, Scott Hall and uh, Kevin Nash having words up against Brian Pillman and Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, or even Bret Hart back and forth with Shawn Michaels after the Montreal Screwjob. You know, hell, Hogan, what would he have to say? What would Goldberg have to say? You know, Vince Russo was backstage. You know he would have chimed in, Jim Cornette. I mean, we, we don't have to just think about the talent, just some of the backstage personalities. So I do wonder what would it have been like 
if wrestling Twitter had been around during the Attitude Era. But sticking right there, so sticking with Seth Rollins, I should say, moving on, but sticking with Seth Rollins. Him and Becky Lynch, you know, they talked about this, and they, he, I mentioned this on the show, uh, the Sports Illustrated podcast, about the relationship. You know, they said now, you know, kind of striking while the iron is hot. It's pretty cool. He and Becky are together. He said, you know, if he's lucky enough to have her down the line, it, they probably won't be this lucky. So it made sense. I wanted, I've heard, I think I saw a headline that said Becky Lynch may not be too happy. But they're in a mixed tag match at Extreme Rules coming up, and it's a winner-take-all match, ladies and gentlemen. So that means Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch will defend their Universal Championship and Raw Women's Championship against Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans. Now, here's the problem I have with this match. There's no way I believe that Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans will walk away with the title. Even if they was to win the belt the night, the, win back the titles the next night, I just don't believe it. I, you know what? And I would like to be wrong. I would like to see a shock factor here. I'm not going to be rooting for them necessarily, but I wouldn't mind, you know, let them win it and then give it back to them. I don't care. Um, the only time will tell. Uh, speaking of Raw, we saw the return of the dead man, the Undertaker. Yes, so Undertaker shocked the world. Um... It was Shane McMahon and Elias. I think well, Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre beat. Yeah, Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre beating up Roman Reigns, and then suddenly the gong hit, and Shane was getting ready to go for the coast to coast, and it was the Undertaker showing up on Monday Night Raw to handle McMahon and McIntyre, and now it's official. It will be a tag team match, first time ever. Don't we love those words in professional wrestling? The Undertaker and the guy, the only other guy to defeat him at WrestleMania. Roman Reigns will take on Drew McIntyre and Shane McMahon. Now, I'm actually looking forward to this match. Why? Simply because I've never seen it before. Y'all know how I feel. If I haven't seen a match before, I want to see it. But nonetheless, you know, with Taker and... um, I, I Here's a quick thing. My thought, and I could be wrong. I truly believe that if the rumors are true that Vince McMahon told him and Goldberg that they had wrestled their last match. One, I believe that would have been one out of anger. But two, I believe he probably went to Vince and said, let me redeem myself. So, but I'm going to take my first break. Got a word from the realness. The Wrestling Room presents Realness Reacts, where I, the real Dwayne Allen, will react to a number of different things in the world of professional wrestling. I have something to say all the time anyway, so hey, why not? Exclusively on Instagram. Houston, we have a problem. Yes! And I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. So, that is the real Dwayne Allen. You know him, my partner, my brother. So, from the wrestling realm, make sure you check out his Realness Reacts. On exclusively on Instagram. Make sure you're following us at Wrestling Realm. Folks, the rumors, the articles, the headlines, they're stating that the most over person, the most popular person in the WWE right now, some are even saying that he's saving the WWE right now, is our truth. Why? Well, the 24 7 title. Uh, or as he said, Mr. 24-7 European title. It's just got over. 
Um, I know a lot of people, when it first came out, we didn't like the way the belt looked. But the concept was cool. It was different. You know, we have a guy who's, for lack of a better term, always doing comedy. But now we get to see, with this 24-7 championship, it's like, oh, okay. Now we're going to see, you know, at any given time. We can go on Instagram, or well, I should say we go on social media because they're going to put on all channels. But we go in there throughout the week. At any given time, he can lose that title. And it makes it so much even, it can, it can be more effective now because during the Attitude Era, you were only you had to get on the website and it wasn't as easy. But now you can get an app notification to your phone. You know, for kids out there, we didn't have cell phones, so I only accessed the wrestler during the week was the WWE.com, uh, or I should say WWF.com. And sometimes it might take a load, picture load. But nonetheless, this past uh, weekend, we saw Drake Maverick get married. Now, you guys know, Maverick beat R-Truth for the title on his way to his weekend for his wedding. You know, and he walked down the aisle. Or he had the title around his waist, and the they pronounced him husband and wife to his wife, Renee Michelle. Uh, you may remember her from the Mae Young Classic. So when they did that, all of a sudden, um, you know, he's walking now and he's got his bride by his side and he's showing off the title. And the referee shows up and there's our truth. He said, no, not on my wedding day. And then boom, rolled him up right on her dress. That's a nightmare for any woman. And she tweeted, I can't believe... I can't believe he allowed this to affect our wedding day. He is obsessed. The hell with this 24-7 thing. I want a divorce. So then, of course, he shows up on Monday Night Raw, right? And he's angry. He's furious. Because his the biggest day of his life has just been ruined. He just lost his title. And then she tweeted again, we should be on our honeymoon. And then in all caps, but of course you're at Raw. I'm done. So his marriage is in shambles. And then on SmackDown, he goes to R-Truth. And R-Truth is just in R-Truth fashion. Says, I'm sorry, I thought it was Carmelo's wedding. And then he tells him, look, if it means that much to you, man, you can, you, you can go ahead and have it. Psych, but you know they would defend the title, so let's get into it because this this was very interested on Raw. You know, going back to Raw, uh, Heath Slater, he's got kids, right? He beat R-Truth for the title. Didn't last that long. Truth will get it back, and then Cedric Alexander beat R-Truth for the title, but then EC3 would be Cedric Alexander, and then Carmella would take the title from EC3. He's looking confused, and then suddenly R-Truth comes up and pins him again. I believe he's an eight or nine-time 24-7 champion. So, like I said, the most popular thing in the WWE right now, the most over, this is what I want to know, folks. With R-Truth being the most over person, will that align him to be a WWE champion within this year? I want to know. I want to hear you chime in. Drop a comment below. So, moving on. Ricochet, our new United States champion, defeating Samoa Joe this past Sunday at Extreme Rules. 
would take on the phenomenal AJ Styles in a main event of Monday Night Raw. And what a match they had. But unfortunately for Ricochet, it came up short. But of course, you knew AJ Styles would show him a sign of respect. Now, here's one thing that was interesting. Last week, we saw AJ talk to the good brothers, Anderson and Gallows. And, you know, he told him, like, y'all playing around. He said it this week, too. Y'all playing around. Y'all need to really get back on your stuff. They would lose, but AJ Styles would. So, are we seeing a teaser for a heel turn? I hope not. But I know some people kind of think we are. So, but moving on to the WWE Championship picture, Samoa Joe. So, like I said, I was on Wrestling for the Culture this past week. Make sure you check that out when you finish watching this if you haven't done so. And people are complaining about Kofi Kingston. They're complaining that he hasn't defended the title against any credible opponent. And I'm calling out my brother D right there. Um, and everybody else, because he's not the only person that feels that way. And, you know, but they said, and I heard Matt Morgan said that. I don't care to hear what Matt Morgan has to say, especially when it comes to the WWE product. But, you know, they said, oh, he's not defending his credible opponent. Uh, Dolph Ziggler is always jobbing. And Kevin Owens, you know, we're going to forget that Kevin Owens was the universal champion for a long time. My thing is this. As long as Kofi's holding that title, there's always a possibility he's going to lose. We haven't seen that in so long. So, I'm for it. Now, I think part of me feels that way because we wasn't sure he would ever become WWE Champion. We wasn't sure when he would become WWE Champion. Um, but nonetheless, I'm here for the ride because it's different. So, you know, Seth Rollins, we know he's not losing to Barry Corbin. But Kofi Kingston, I mean, unfortunately, you know, I'm speaking from a black man who's been watching WWE. I'm speaking from the perspective of, man, they, they ain't going to give him the shot. I mean, we all saw what happened with Booker T at WrestleMania 19, which he should have won if they were going to go where they went. But who knows? Like I said, Kofi Kingston is your WWE champion, and he will defend the title against Samoa Joe. Now, on SmackDown... He did have to defeat Dolph Ziggler to keep Ziggler out of the match. But nonetheless, he is your WWE champion. So I'm going to take another break right now. Got a word from my good brother, Glenn, of the Wrestling Marks of Excellence. This is Glenn Thomas with the Wrestling Marks of Excellence, and you're listening to Break It Down with Brian H. Waters, brought to you by the Wrestling Realm. And I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you check out Glenn, Keith, and Corey on the Wrestling Marks of Excellence each and every week. Fox Sports 1340, um, my former place where I used to work. Used to work with those guys. Had a good time. So, make sure you check them out. Tag Team Wrestling, folks. It's, it's actually been emphasized a little bit in the WWE. No people have been complaining, and they've been slowly but surely giving it to us. We saw the New Day defeat. Uh, Daniel Bryan, the tag team champions, Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan on SmackDown on Monday Night Raw. We had an eight-man tag team match where the New Day team with heavy machinery to defeat Dawson, uh, the Revival and Daniel Bryan and Rowan. Um, you know, it makes you, you know, hopefully it sets up the New Day for a title match. Um, on SmackDown, we saw Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn come out and attack the New Day. Um, yeah, they came out and attacked the New Day afterwards, but during the attack, that's when uh, Heavy Machinery came out. So, 
Um, I'm just glad to see that it's being emphasized again. Um, especially you have all these tag teams. Let them work. Let them go to work. I would like to see the SmackDown guys stay on SmackDown though, because Raw you do have enough tag teams. You got the Major Brothers. You got um, AOP if they're around. You got the Good Brothers. So those are some opponents, and of course the Usos. Those are some opponents for the revival. There's no need to put SmackDown guys on um, Raw. So actually, I'm tripping. It was the Usos and the uh, New Day on Raw during that eight-man tag match. So, moving on. How about the women? Alexa Bliss and Naomi would take on each other this past Monday. Alexa Bliss coming off a loss against Bayley at uh, um, Stomping Ground. Um, but she would get the victory over Naomi, but then chaos would uh, ensure, and that would lead to a tag team match where Naomi would team with Natalia because Natalia Naomi's the reason that um, Natalia's the reason Naomi was in that match in the first place, but they would team up to go against Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. Um, but it was Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross being victorious. Alexa Bliss doing all the dirty work. I mean, Nikki Cross doing all the dirty work. Alexa Bliss coming in to get the victory. Then on SmackDown, we saw Bailey uh, take on Nikki Cross, and there was a stipulation was that if Nikki Cross won, Alexa Bliss will get an another shot at the SmackDown Live Women's Championship. And that's exactly what happened. Now, it makes you wonder, hmm, she's using Nikki Cross. So when is that heel turn coming? Because we know it's coming. They're definitely doing a great job of creating sympathy for Nikki Cross. This has Mankind and The Rock written all over it. Even though The Rock was a face at the time, one of the best, he was the most popular, one of the most popular faces. This just has that kind of feel. You have the person who, like, that's going to, the, the person who's going to turn heads when they walk down the street. Then you have the other person who's attractive in their own way. And then you start, you got to give them a second look. So, that's wrong with that. How about this? Now, I know the wrestling fans are excited for what's to come. Finn Balor was retained his Intercontinental Champion, but his new challenger, Shinsuke Nakamura. So, that's where it looks like, you know, Shinsuke kind of walked up on him, tapped the belt. Word is that Shinsuke signed a new contract with the WWE. I know a lot of people wanted him to go back to New Japan. My thought was, the brother's getting old. He probably don't want to be in those stiff canvases anymore. And that's the WWE, folks. I know a lot of people, this might not be the popular thing to say, but that's where the big money is. You heard what Seth Rollins said. So, it looks like we're going to get Shinsuke and, um, looks like we're going to get Shinsuke and Finn Balor coming up. And I hope we really can get this push forward and this could be a, one of the programs that's at the forefront WWE can kind of dial it back with the Shane McMahon stuff. I don't need to see him that often. You know, you can kind of tone it down. Give me a little bit more Shinsuke and uh, Finn Balor. So, it's time for the tapped out before we get out of here. Here's our tapped out segment of the week. Oh, oh boy. The tapped out this week. Why, why, why do you have two big behemoths 
and Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman having a tug of war in the ring. You know, Raw was actually good. And then you give us this. I don't get it. To me, it's not necessary. Um, you know, it's just not necessary. You Like, why? This isn't 1989. This isn't the, the days of the pose down and all is over. I'm going to go on a limb and say it. Bobby Lashley misses Leo Rush. Might not be the most popular thing to say, but he misses Leo Rush right now. There's no way Leo Rush, I mean, there's no way that some of this stuff would be happening. Leo Rush kind of, way he talked made you believe. You know, he did all the talking for Bobby Lashley, and Lashley was an Intercontinental Champion. Now that he's gone, he's playing tug of war with Braun Strowman. And I want to know what's going on with Braun Strowman. This is a guy who, last year, we thought was going to be, it was a matter of time before he became Universal Champion. I mean, he was the Money in the Bank winner. That's usually a golden ticket. And I was once saying, all right, well, you know, he could lose and not, it wouldn't hurt that much and all this. But now it's at a point, I don't even want to see y'all, is what you say. So, but ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to wrap it up for this week's episode of Break It Down with Brian H. Yeah, there's definitely a lot more to talk about. So, you know where to find me at Brian H. Waters. Make sure you check out the show each and every week. Make sure you are subscribed, and there's a lot of content on our YouTube channel. So if you're new here and you're just subscribing, make sure you check out some of the other content that we have, including stuff. You can go back to season one and season two. That was years ago where we just talked about best WWE champions, worst WWE champions, wrestling matters, character matters, controversial figures in professional wrestling. Um, But then you can even go back to when we did a Breakout Stars episode. We can go back recently, McMahon, has he lost his step? Check out our AEW discussion. So, But that's going to wrap it up, ladies and gentlemen. Until the next time, I'm Brian H. Waters. So long, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Break It Down with Brian H. Hit the subscribe button and turn on the bell so you get notified every time the Wrestling Realm posts new content.